Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3, good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish, and Ryan Huang with you. Time now for The Bigger Picture. And, well, we're hoping things are calming down. Yeah, investors, of course, wondering how to navigate Asian markets with Omicron in the picture. People have called it a curveball, others, a spanner in the works. Uh, but uh, perhaps things are indeed calming down, aren't they, Ryan? There are signs of some composure coming back and we've seen that overnight on Wall Street and so far this morning in Asia as well. To get the bigger picture, we've got Vasu Menon, is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Morning Vasu, how are you doing? Very good morning Ryan and very well, thank you. That's great to hear, Vasu. Now, let's get your reading of the markets first. And we've got investors trying to figure out how bad Omicron is going to be for markets and recovery and if this is going to get worse from here on forwards. What's your take on this? Well, you know, Ryan, uh, the honest answer is no one knows for sure right now because the WHO scientists are still delving into the virus, trying to understand the virus a bit more. It seems to be a contagious virus, uh, perhaps slightly more contagious than Delta, but uh, is it more lethal? Uh, is it able to elude uh, vaccine immunity? Those, fact, those questions are still not clear. So we'll get a better picture in the next, uh, you know, two, three weeks, hopefully, uh, when scientists, you know, try and understand the virus a bit better. But here's something that, uh, you know, that might provide some degree of comfort uh, for the mm-hmm. market. I think if you cast your mind back to May this year, this is when the World Health Organization uh, labeled the Delta variant as a variant of concern, right? Mm. Uh, Somewhere around the 11th of May. Now, during that period, the global equity markets corrected by about 3.4% because of uh, this labeling by the WHO. So similarly, I mean, WHO did the same thing last week and the markets pulled back by about 2.2% on the MSCI World Index. But the the, the good news is that back in May, when the markets pulled back by 3.4%, subsequent to that, we saw a 10% rally in global equities over a four-month period. Of course, along that, that during the four-month period, uh, the ride was bumpy, but prices recovered and, uh, you know, uh, rose by 10%. So what I'm trying to say is, not, not I'm not suggesting the same thing is going to happen, but I'm saying that, you know, we've got the Delta variant playbook, and this is no longer a major novelty unless it turns out to be an extremely lethal uh, virus that's going to, you know, escape all the vaccines we've had so far and we need a new set of vaccines altogether, that could spook the markets. But if the current vaccines provide some degree of immunity, I think, you know, uh, we've had this playbook uh, uh, before. And uh, so the markets have the benefit of hindsight. And I think that's one reason why we saw the rebound yesterday on Wall Street. Yeah, Vasu, this is a very good point. If you look at markets and where we are, we're actually beyond pre-COVID levels right now, even before getting out of COVID. And is this a reflection of how markets are maybe in recent times getting ahead of themselves, pricing in that recovery, especially in the travel industry, and just now we have an excuse to take profit? Yeah, I think, you know, uh, global equities have done exceptionally well. Uh, since the low in March last year, it's up almost 100%. That's a phenomenal performance. Year to date, Global equities up 17%. That's also a very, very good performance. So, you know, markets have done very well. I mean, investors are looking for an excuse to take profits. Uh, inflation was an excuse, and then uh, came along the new virus. Uh, that provided another excuse. But 
does it mean that we are at the end of the you know rally? Uh, there'll be no more price gains going forward. I don't think so because you know I think the macro picture, medium term, is still positive. Reopening is still there. Vaccination rates, I think, are going to be a lot higher one year down the road. Lots of liquidity on the sidelines, Ryan. I mean, if you look at U.S. money market funds, almost five trillion dollars sitting on the sidelines. Mm. Real interest rates are in deeply negative territory. So I think you know you put all that together. Uh, there's still more upside for the markets. It's just that the easy money has been made. The gains going forward uh, will not be as easy. Uh, but I think there's still money to be made, but the right is going to be bumpy. Vasu, are you still looking at the rotation narrative still intact where we are looking at maybe going to the um, banks, the travel stalls, the retail, the restaurants? Are those still in play here? Uh, well, you know, I think for now, they may take a breather because of the virus, the new virus, uh, Omicron. But uh, I think going forward, I think uh, if we go past this and the vaccination rates go up, currently the vaccination rate, global vaccination rate is about, you know, 45% or so. By this time next year, we could have a vaccination rate of 70-80%, a greater degree of herd immunity, greater confidence among governments to reopen their economies. So you, you do not want to write off this reopening place altogether, right? And inflation is going up. Uh, interest rates are likely to rise, hopefully modestly, and that's good for the banks as well. Uh, so, you know, the story is still very much there for some of these cyclical value stocks, reopening stories. But, you know, for now, they'll take a breather. But uh, pullbacks can actually be a good opportunity. Yeah, Vasu, talking about the rates, uh, we've seen the bond news really swing in the past few days. Um, on Friday, we saw it down by almost 15 basis points, and now it's back up by almost 10 basis points at around 1.51%. What does this do for your expectations for rate hikes in the coming year? Well, you know, I mean, uh, a lot hinges now on the December 15th meeting uh, that the Federal Reserve will have the last meeting for this year. Uh, the markets are keeping a very close eye on that meeting, uh, and the markets are expecting the Fed to announce faster tapering at that meeting. And faster tapering also means that there's a possibility the Fed could hike rates sooner than what the markets expected. I think that seems to be the message that's coming out of Powell. I mean, he, he seems to imply that inflation is a bit more persistent. So I wouldn't be surprised if the Fed hikes rates once or twice next year. Uh, once or twice is something that I think the markets can absorb. And that means that bond yields will continue to rise. Now, the key thing is this, Ryan, as long as all this is properly communicated, discounted by the markets, uh, and as long as the rise is gradual, I think the markets can take it. And I, I feel that's going to be the case. I mean, I think bond yields will rise. And on our view, uh, in the next 12 months, 10-year bond yields will rise to close to 2%. So we think that as long as it's gradual, it's fine. I mean, the, the, uh, when economies get better, reopening takes place, I think rates will go up naturally. And uh, I think the markets won't be too spooked as long as the rate increases are, are gradual. Yeah, Vasu, I'm just wondering, right, with the market and more people starting to realize that you know, COVID is going to be with us for a long time and we are going to see variants like Omicron and maybe more down the road. How much does this complicate monetary policy when they think about how much impact the economy will see and also in view of how the supply chain disruptions are still playing out? How much does that delay uh, those rate hikes we've been waiting for to come next year? Well, you know, it certainly does complicate uh, monetary policy because, you know, uh, viruses like this, especially if they result in uh, lockdowns, restrictions, uh, will result in supply chain disruptions, right? As Powell said yesterday, I mean, uh, the latest virus may prevent uh, workers from wanting to go back to the workforce, result in a you know, shortage of workers, result in higher wages, 
and therefore, you know, translate to high inflation. So it is an issue. It's something that's a headache for the central banks. Uh, but, you know, if more and more of these variants show that, you know, the, uh, they're not as lethal, uh, you know, the symptoms are not as severe, if, if we see that sort of evidence playing out in the next 12 months, mm-hmm. I think, you know, there's greater confidence for supply to be restored relative to demand and therefore inflation numbers could actually come down as what the Fed projected, which, is, uh, which, which paints a pretty sanguine picture for equities over the next 12, 18 months. All right, Vos, to just wrap things up, what would your asset allocation advice be for 2022? It looks like the road to recovery is not going to be a straight line. So what's the best way to write out this back and forth? Well, you know, uh, we are still uh, moderately positive in equity markets. Uh, you know, we are positive on high-yield bonds, but we think you've got to be very selective. Uh, we agree that the road ahead is going to be bumpy. Uh, you know, the easy money has been made, but there's still money to be made. Uh, but I think, you know, the best way to invest is probably to buy uh, into the markets gradually, not try and time the markets, lump sum invest, but, you know, spread your investments out over the next six to nine months. Buy gradually, be patient, and I think uh, you'll be rewarded over the next uh, two to three years. All right. Be patient. Time in the market, more important than timing the market. I've been chatting Vasu Menon. He is the Executive Director for Investment Strategy for OCBC Bank. Vasu, thanks for your time as always. Thank you, Ryan, and have a great day. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.